Welcome to Gin and Topics Tasting Room. I'm swapping Anya for Emma, our resident gin expert, the little monkey. And she's going to tell us about the gin that we drank this week, what we should have tasted, and what we could do with the rest of the bottle. So pour a glass and join us in a little gin tasting. ready for a city break then Emma? Yes I am. We are going away from water. We are going into a city. Hooray! We are going into an old city. Ooh. And right now I should be coming out in hives and hiding my face and getting worried that there's going to be a murder because we're (laughs) going to Oxford. We're leaving Cambridge behind. We're going to Oxford. What a way to sell a city, Sarah. What a way to sell a city. (laughs) But yes, we love the guys at Oxford, even though, you know, a lot of the time I'm up by Cambridge. Uh, But we are, we're exploring Oxford. And we are drinking a gin from the Oxford Botanic Garden. We're drinking a physic gin. That's very exciting. So we're not just going to the city, but we're having like a gin from the university too, which is pretty cool. It feels a bit naughty to go into a, you know, university garden and nick a load of herbs and spices, but I have heard that they have been granted permission. <laughs> so I think it's all right. But uh... <laughs> I think that's all right. And that's not what we're doing on this weekend, little city break. <laughs> we're not sneaking in there and nicking it. Not we even are to garnish just going to taste tonic? the gin. <laughs> Come on. I'm not sure I'm very good at climbing over those fences. <laughs> It would be a bit like Notting Hill, you know, when he's trying to get over and he's like, whoopsie daisies. Whoopsie daisy. That would be me. Whoopsie daisies. (laughs) Whoopsie daisies. Okay, so seriously, we are in the Oxford Botanic Gardens. We've got Physic Gin. Tell me about it. So this is made from the Oxford Artisan Distillery. And if you think the Oxford Artisan Distillery, it got the very cute nickname when it started opening of Toad, which is adorable. (laughs) I think they're slightly moving away from it, but I thought it was so oh, cute. Oh, it is a toad. Um, oh, I quite like that. And it fits yeah. with the botanic garden, doesn't it? Having a little toad in there. They make lots of different types of gin. This is the one that they've made with the University of Oxford. It's the oldest physic garden in the country, founded in 1621. And they're the only mm-hmm. distillery who are allowed access. So they're probably a bit smart <gasps> about that. Oh, I should think so. Right? And unsurprisingly, given they have access to this entire garden that was founded, again, in 1621, a while ago, um, they've put 25 botanicals. Because, you know, if you've got... 25? Well, yeah, but if you've got (laughs) access to that, you're going to want to try and, you know, pack it all in. Okay, so can I just ask? Yeah. Is size an issue with gin? You know, is it the more botanicals, the better? Is it, or is it just a bit of willy-waving? Well, the more botanicals, the more difficult you're making your life because you've got more different things that you have to then balance out together and have working in harmony. So you're making a bit of a rod for your own back. Um, So if they, you know, if you successfully manage to distill a huge number of botanicals into a gin, you could be like, well, I'm a pretty good distiller then. Um, (laughs) If you say you've got all these botanicals and it's garbage, then you should probably, you know, take a couple out. So is there... 
does there then get this competition of how many botanicals can you balance? I mean, you know? at one point, it was a really good way of people making themselves stand out from the crowd. So Monkey 47 mm-hmm. has 47 botanicals. Like, look at yeah. us. Woo! It was a marketing exercise. Um, they do manage to successfully balance them all um, to a certain extent. Some of them I don't think you'd know were there. But hey, we might know if they took them out. Um, yeah. But nowadays, people are less looking for gimmicks in gin. And therefore, thank goodness, in a lot of respects, other than flavours, uh, gin, like, gin producers aren't looking for gimmicks or way to to kind of sell something. I mean, these guys are embracing the physic gardens. So if you have access to that, I say, good on you. See what they've got. Oh, totally. But also, if I was in there, I'd be like, oh, I like that. I want that. I want that. Oh, that looks good. Oh, I'm going to have some of that. So I'm going to put it all in. I was going to say, Sarah, if anyone ever invites you to distill your own gin on one of those tiny little stills, just warn (laughs) them in advance that you might have a few (laughs) issues with deciding exactly what you put in. And you might need some help. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to do it myself. But I could I could imagine that whole, you know, if you've got access to all of it, then you want to use it. Exactly. So what kind of things have they got in there that you wouldn't find in a normal gin? So I can't find the whole list. Um, of course, there's juniper in there, but they have things like wormwood, sweetwood rough, which is excellent, but does taste a bit like vanilla. So we'll see if you like that aspect of it. Okay. Uh, a few episodes we okay. talked about vanilla in your herbal tea and you weren't yeah. a fan, but herbal wood rough is really like that, cool. But we'll see. We've got bay rue as well. Uh, greenness mm. lots of things are going to give kind of herbaceous savory notes i think to the gin uh so they all okay. even though you've got 25 a lot of them seem to kind of pull in one direction with the bay you know you've got your wormwood which will complement things like angelica or maybe even replace them if they haven't used those traditional botanicals sweet wood rough can be really interesting also very classically british as a kind of herb is it a herb mm. plant flower yeah one of those weird ones you never really come across but is very British. Okay, so I want to see, can I smell herby, woody? Could you smell any vanilla as well? Okay, so that wasn't what I was expecting to smell. Given some of the really woody gins that we've had in the past, I put my nose in ready for that. And actually, I get a lot more sweet, delicate smelling stuff. And it's quite, it's, it's, it's herbal and kind of savoury sweets. Yeah. It's that yeah, yeah. kind of bright freshness to the back of your nose, which is lovely. Yeah, it's not really heavy. Well, these guys as well are making their own base spirit. So a lot of the gins that we've been okay. trying, and most gins around the world, buy in a neutral base, basically a blank canvas. They then put all of the botanical flavours on top to make the gin and it's the botanicals that are the important thing. The, the, the base is there just to give, you know, a blank canvas for you to you know, showcase all your beautiful botanicals. These guys, so Toad, or the Oxford Artisan Distillery, (laughs) as they want to be called now. Toad is too cute, just keep it. Um, Anyway, they they actually discovered, there was a guy, he found a load of heritage grains in a thatched cottage basement in the 90s. (gasps) So over time, obviously, farming has become, it's all about yield, so you want you know the the best yield from your crop you want the ones that aren't going to fall over in the wind and over time your kind of genetic diversity becomes smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller where all the crops are kind of 
the same now. But he discovered this hugely diverse yeah. 200 varieties across all of these kind of cottage basements that have just been growing out of control. Wow. Um, and he's worked with the distillery. So they actually use these heritage grains. Heritage grains. They no, use no pesticides, no chemical fertilizers. They grow their <gasps> own and then they distill it. Oh, that's in so cool. One of the coolest stills I think I've also ever seen. So this still was made by railway train guys, as you do. So they're one of the oldest coppersmiths and they refurbed the Flying Scotsman. So they've got the credentials, but yeah, That's essentially so they build cool. railways. And they've built them a still. So there's two stills there. So the copper pot part, the round bit, yeah. is kind of the same as you've ever seen. Um, they're called Nautilus and Nemo, which is adorable. Oh, very cute. But then... Could see those as named for toads as well. You know, they go go very well. <laughs> exactly. Um, but the main thing that's really cool and really different, so they still sit in the middle, and then there's the rectification columns, which are normally cylindrical. These guys have square rectification <laughs> columns. So you've got these two either side. They almost look like robot arms. <laughs> either side and the still I think they do anyway so you've just seen, never seen anything like it it's really really oh, cool that is so cool so we were talking about you know gins and gimmicks and you know all the rest of it but actually yeah. my god I love these guys what an amazing journey that they've gone on and the story behind all of it and that attention to detail and craft and keeping yeah. stuff that's really good from the area that they are distilling in. Absolutely. And it, the diversity in the grain means that their their actual base spirit is not 100%, I wouldn't say neutral as well. It's got more complexity to it before you even start layering your botanicals on. Yes. Yeah, so as well as those many botanicals, you also have all of the complexity of the grain too. Right. I need to taste it. Yeah. It's a bit more of kind of maybe through kind of the, the texture of the spirit in your mouth, I think. Oh, you're doing your happy dance. I love a happy dance. (laughs) That is delicious. Oh, now what's that right at the end? Yeah, that kind of almost thick, creamy, slight kind of on the throat. Yeah. I think I get. Yeah, and that might put some people off because it's not clean, like some kind of classic gins, which kind of woody and then it kind of finishes quite cleanly with your tonic. I think this one... It has that kind of fuller finish. Yeah, and actually it's now stuck at the back of my mouth (laughs) and just sort of like fizzing away. That's weird. I don't mind it. I quite like it. Okay, so what's going to happen then? Will that go if I diluted it? Well, one way to find out. What are you mixing yours with? I'm just going with a bit of soda water to keep it, nice. just to keep it clean, just to see what happens. Yep. I've gone with tonic because I don't have any soda, but so we'll see either way. Oh, I do like that. Mm. Now, is it the vanilla that is? I think it's a bit of the characteristic from the grain because, yeah. you know, unless you have the huge bits of industrial kit, you are going to retain some of the character from the grain as opposed mm-hmm. to using a true neutral spirit i think mm-hmm. um and i think there's a bit of that going on it may be that sweet wood rough and the yeah. slight vanilla note yeah. that is that is there for you um for me it's mostly coming from the spirit though right how can you tell that apart from being amazing 
Is that just, <laughs> just of years of practice? Yeah. Unfortunately, just sitting in a room drinking far too many gins <laughs> side by side as well. I think that's the thing, you know, we talk now and again about these cocktail competitions and, and sorry, the gin competitions and uh, that you sit and you try, you know, anything between kind of 20, 30 gins up to 60 or 70. And, yeah. and although it is a lot and, you know, it's not in some ways fun it's very challenging but it's so interesting and when you're trying all of those ones side by side you start to pick up on certain differences and similarities and starts to kind of piece things together yeah um, but everybody is different as well so even within you know a panel of five or six judges you get a huge amount of uh, differences of oh i think it's coming from this i think it might be this yeah. oh, i wonder if it's got this botanical in it because half of the time you don't know what you're trying or yeah. tasting yeah it's all blind yeah so. And at least, you know, this, the different base spirit is not at all offensive and the story makes it even more yum in my mind. I think so. It's not like that beard. (laughs) You knew what I was thinking about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's probably got a bit more, I would say maybe edges more towards a Geneva in that respect. You know, you've Mm. got a grain base spirit. Um, that you then put your botanicals on top that maybe isn't quite as neutral as, you know, your NGS yeah. uh, that you would use for, for a classic, classic London dry. But still, a damn fine gin tonic. It's lovely, though, and I love the story. I love the way that they've pulled the botanicals together to complement that base spirit. I think it works really well. Um, the bottle is gorgeous Oh, as well, it is guys. stunning. I love the fact online. that it's so wonky. Um, it is really lovely. I don't know what I would put with it. What would you suggest pairing? If I was just doing a normal long gin and tonic, what's the best thing to put in this one? I think I'd maybe do a gin and ginger rather than a gin and tonic. (gasps) Ginger ale. Ooh. And a squeeze of lime. That would be quite nice. Oh, no, I'm gutted because I've put some soda water and I do have some ginger ale here. So maybe I say goodbye. I pour myself another And I'll try it with ginger ale. Sounds good to me. Enjoy. And I will see you next week for somewhere other than a city break. Where am I going to take you next week? Hmm. Can we go on holiday? I think we might go off into the wilderness. Oh, now that sounds exciting. Hmm. I think we might. Right. I'll see you next week. See you next week for some adventures in the wilderness. (laughs) Bye. Oh, yeah. Bye. So there you go. That was this week's gin. And if you haven't listened to the topic that we paired with the gin, then why don't you do that now with the rest of your glass? And if you want to share what you're pairing your gin with and what you're going to do with the rest of your bottle, then join us on social media at Topic Gin. And of course, listen again next week for another topic and quite a few more gins. See you then. Cheers. Cheers.